Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, do you think there's any hope of networking changing to something more natural? No, but I think we finally sort of have reached, as they would say, the denouement of our... Of our uh, of yes. Our, that's right. That's right. <laughs> We're there. It's like the, just like the crest, right, of, of our podcast. It's what waiting for this. From here, it just goes down. The plot sort of, you know, this is where the plot just reaches its pinnacle, and we're just going to go down from there because we're going to talk about natural networking. That's right. And what we want to do is when we say natural, we really mean that you get to be yourself. And in the something where you're trying to build relationships and see where those relationships might lead in your professional life, uh, you're really best off sticking to being yourself. You're quite an expert in that, but pretending to be someone else, uh, more experienced than you have, more together or more polished or more anything that you think you should be in these kind of artificial networking contexts really doesn't work. It doesn't work very well at all. You know, it's interesting that this kind of natural self, because um, I have a friend who she's in the nonprofit world. She works in public health and her husband is in the entertainment industry. So, mm. so she says, you know, I've been to a couple parties where I like immediately open my mouth to say, oh, you know, I'm a director of a, you know, public health clinic. And it's sort of like the conversation just ends, right? Oh. Like nobody really knows what to do. Like uh-huh. you're not a person in the industry. It's awkward. And I imagine, I mean, this is sort of to illustrate um, a point that that's sometimes how we just need. So she says, well, I just, you know, learned to just not talk about my job. I talk about oh, certain, gosh, something yeah. else because it's awkward or whatever. But it, it illustrates the point that sometimes we go into conversations where we realize, you know, this isn't, this is perhaps just going to be this conversation. This is not going to be something long term. This person isn't interested in, you know, X and X or we don't, you know. And so it, it begs the point, like, I think often when we feel we have to network, we just keep having a conversation leading to some sort of, well, well, here's my card just in case you need anything. But in reality, it could have just ended. The conversation could could have have just ended. ended. Well, and what that's also illustrating is that when people are doing networking, it betrays that they're just doing the technique because they are, they're expressing, they're doing the technique of expressing interest in what the other person does. But in a context, in that context of being in the entertainment industry, as soon as you find out that that other person isn't in the industry, so they might, there's no chance of them being your next job. There's no chance of them being a connection to your next job. There's no, you know, you just instantly lose interest in them. And it's, you don't notice it, but everyone else does. And especially the person who went from thinking they were talking to someone to watching you walk away, when they find out that they do are in a different business than you are, it, it, you know, it's more than doesn't work. It actually is sabotaging how you're coming across. So what we want to do is we want to shift this stop. We want really what we're going to suggest is stop using networking language Stop using relationship language so that you can stop pretending that you're building relationships or getting to know people and offering the metaphor or the the picture of a conversation. And what we're in, whether it's a party or a soccer game or a business event or a convention, what we're having are a lot of conversations. And conversations can, as you said, be very short. 
and brief. Some conversations can go on. Some will be related to business. Some will not. And they're all okay. And you get to be yourself in all of them. And then what we want to do is we want to be paying attention in these conversations for which ones we want to continue in different contexts. And there, you got to, well, have a great tool. So let's say at the soccer game, it turns out so you just have a better family connection, a possible carpooling partner, a possible tutor in another family, because the conversation went there, and that's what it needed. If it happened to go you know, with our topic, which is professional networking, um, you know, you, that would be appropriate. But when it doesn't, you don't need to keep trying to do this other thing of turning every conversation into a sales event or a business card exchange or, you know, walk away from them, you know, abruptly as you example. As that example is. But I think also, you know, on the receiving and not to be fair, the, the other person, I think there's that person, been just you're right, is just sort of going about their, you know, in, in our case, the entertainment person is just going about what they think is networking. And really, they could have had a conversation with my friend about her job. And in that conversation, who knows what they would have found out about somebody else she knows that would have been their connection to their next job. But you don't let a conversation be the conversation. You don't have an opportunity to let any of this come out. Any of these things develop. Nothing can happen. Nothing can evolve. Nothing emerges. You know, it's just a lot of effort for nothing. If we switch to conversation, then... Even if you're on topic, even let's shift to a professional networking event. So your purpose is to network. You're all there because you want to meet other professionals in complementary industries. And um, you're trying to meet lots of people. And you can have good conversations with everybody, even if it's just the most that happens is a business card exchange. And maybe one of them will be what we call a connection. Well, Carl, so when we were talking about the topic, we we really envision that natural networking would not only be ourselves, but sort of we build a network of conversation. So I think part of what stresses us out in networking is then the follow-up. Oh, and then I have to see that person again, and I have to exactly. remember what they're doing. Exactly. And I have to remember exactly what their, you know, their cement business is. But we're saying that's not really a natural way to approach no. what you would a conversation. No. And it's, you know, it's organized around our databases. It's organized around these pseudo-relationships. So we, we have this person and what they work for and the little follow-up. We've got to call them back within two weeks. And the whole thing's structured around the technique. The technique now is you're bringing up a follow-up, which leaves us hanging there. But if we were tracking a conversation, then the question would be, where did I leave off that conversation? What were we talking about last? And then you have you just have this natural lead-in to follow up of picking up that conversation where it left off, whether you were right on your business topic or whether you were sharing about each other's families, and that's a natural way to keep the conversation going, natural way to do follow-up. And so what we want to do is we want to track conversations. So flesh that out for me a little more, since we're kind of going back to networking for dummies, sort of like, we're sort of going back to a different way of learning this networking. Give me an example of tracking a conversation. Okay, so you're at an event and you've met somebody who's, let's say they're in the concrete industry, and you had a really interesting conversation, you know, and you found out a lot about what they were doing. Well, in the interim, something's come up where you're at, where you have a question about 
oh, let's say you're doing something in your own yard and you're going to pour some concrete and and you have a question about it. Well, you got a choice here. Here's something ordinary that's come up. You have a choice. You could look it up online. You could get out a catalog. You get lots of sources of information about, you know, pouring concrete. Or you can call this person who you just, you know, in the last few weeks had a conversation with it about it and keep that conversation going about something that's come up gives you an opportunity to contact them. You're staying in touch. You're following up. But it's not a it's not a made up reason for calling them. It's not contrived. It's not you know the little calendar in your database didn't go bing. It's been two weeks. You got a call and make up a reason for calling. It's something ordinary came up that's relevant and they know something about it. So use it to keep a conversation going. And so your tone and how you talk to that person will come across much more naturally, much more enthusiastically, much more, um, they'll be much more comfortable with you because there won't be this lingering, you know, what, why is he calling? Um, uh, you know, what's he selling or what's, you know, what's going on here? It's just going to be what it is. But in the meantime, you're getting to know each other a little more. You've had another conversation. The um, comfort grows. You know, the conversational trust grows. So that when, um, if and when an issue comes up where there is something to talk about that's related to sales or something, you've got a relationship. One, it just strikes me that kind of the distinctions we made before is that we're in an age where probably that answer we could wade through 10 articles online mm-hmm. to look up. Or we could ask someone that we have some semblance of a connection with already or trust. They're an expert. They've kind of tried different materials. They may have a recommendation. So it is sort of, you know, even you could even start a conversation that way, right? I could have looked this up online, but I just thought since you're the expert and you've worked with us, I just really wanted to know your opinion. Yeah. I'll give you an example right here. In this room, like I'm loath to ask for help on a lot of things. And, you know, our producer... George, you know, once in a while I'll have a technical question. And if I ask him, he answers me right away and he knows, you know, more than God on most of this stuff. And it's helpful and it's interesting. And each time that happens, you know, our relationship keeps growing. We have more fun here so that the next thing can happen. Well, none of that is some kind of contrived management technique of, oh, you're supposed to have relationships with people you're partnering with in business, blah, 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 blah. It comes out of a real need. And, and, but it, builds relationship without like doing some kind of technique on it. And it just comes out of that. And it just happens to be the context that we're in a context that we share. And so you can't, you know, go around manufacturing these. So, but now after knowing each other for several years, you know, we like doing business together because we've just done ordinary things. It's that sort of thing that you do across the board. Then conversations don't have to carry the whole weight of your future business on it. Not everybody's going to be your next business partner, you know, just to have a nice conversation with. But if you're, if you're naturally doing that with the people that you come across with, then, and here's our point, once in a great while, when you do experience a deeper connection with someone, a comfort in conversation, a, I want to keep talking, I want to do business together, I, we get each other thinking, we're, we help each other, then you can, you know, go with it. And the others, they can just be what they are. But the pressure of every contact being a lifelong customer and trying to manipulate everything so that that's the way you get your 1%. That's going to kill you. Well, it's definitely going to kill me. Well, I think it's going to kill you too. 
Well, next week we'll be talking a little bit more. We sort of touched on this topic, but we'll really be fleshing out a little bit more of context-appropriate natural networking. And mm. it, it seems possibly like we would get the difference between being at a party or, you know, at a friend's house or uh, a mixer. But I think often these things get blurred when we are just sort of sort of following, a, a, you know, this path of what we call traditional networking or the bad networking, what we're saying. So we're just going to sw- shift over What's mm-hmm. context-appropriate and natural networking? In other words, if you try to sell insurance at my daughter's wedding, you will be asked to leave. <laughs> you will not get to, t- to be at the <laughs> open bar for oh. no hors d'oeuvres for you. Well, join us next week as we continue our series on natural networking. We're at boldenterprises.com. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 